I am doing the series on the seven I am statements of Jesus. And I want to reiterate this because one reason alone, I want you and me to focus on Jesus. The more we focus on Jesus, the more he is lifted up, the more he draws all men to himself. And his statements about himself clarifies any questions that we might have otherwise. So we're going to be talking about Jesus, his statement as being the door or the gate. If you'd look with me at John 10, 1 and following. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used the figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly to the full. Well, look at the context of this statement. Chapter 9 is an interesting chapter in the Gospel of John. It is the healing of the man who was born blind. Jesus came to the pools of Siloam, made some little mud out of some spittle and put it on the man's eyes, told him to go wash in the pools of Siloam. He did and could see perfectly. Well, that, was, that particular event was brought to the attention of the Pharisees, these shepherds of the people. False shepherds, I would add. But nevertheless, they brought him before their assembly, wanted to ask what the situation was. How did this happen? The blind man said, this is what happened. This man they called Jesus. Put some mud on my face, on my eyes, and told me to go wash in the pools of Siloam. I did as he asked. I can see. They did not believe him. Where is he? Who is he? How did this thing happen? They didn't believe him. So they brought his parents before this tribunal, and they began to inquire the parents about the Is that really your son? It is my son. Was he really born blind? He was really born blind. But now he sees. How did he do this? They asked the parents. The parents knew that anybody seen believing that Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. So they simply said, he's a grown man, you ask him. So they brought him back a second time. Now I love the interchange here. He just simply says, they said, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. Because the Jews believed in that day and age that if you were born blind, obviously either you or your parents were great sinners. Because illness or infirmity 
accidents were a result of somebody sinning. That was their thinking in that day, and they knew that this man must have been a tremendous sinner, having been born blind. So they asked him again, We know that you're a sinner. He replied, I don't know whether Jesus is a sinner or not. I can tell you this. My testimony is simply this. I was blind, but now I see. You want an easy testimony? That's ours. I was Once I was blind, but now I see. I don't know how He did it. I just know who He was. Who He is. And who He always will be. Well, and they asked what He did to me. And then He began to say, you know, you, I've already explained this to you. You don't get it. Now this is remarkable. You don't know where it comes from, yet He opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't do nothing. Now, to this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. Why do they say that? Because he was born blind. How dare you lecture us, they said. And they threw him out of the synagogue. Now, interestingly enough, Jesus heard about him being thrown out of the synagogue. So what does Jesus do as the true shepherd? He sought the man and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? He asked. Tell me that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you now. I'm him. You want to know who this Son of Man is that healed you? You're looking at him. Then the man said, Lord, I believed, and he worshipped him. So, then Jesus comes into this statement, this parable, if you will, this illustration of who he is. He says, I am the true shepherd. He said, you know, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, the shepherd was a title or nomenclature that was very common to the Israelites, to the people living in Israel. Being a shepherd simply meant that you were a leader, whether spiritual or political. It didn't matter. Any leader was considered to be a shepherd. We'll talk about next Sunday about Jesus being the good shepherd. But these, these religious leaders were false shepherds. Jesus is, is saying this in the first six verses. They were false shepherds because they kicked out the blind man. True shepherds would have sought him out, as Jesus did, and yet Jesus sought him. These false shepherds could never lead the sheep because the sheep only hear the voice of the true shepherd. Now here's the thing. He says that they would try to come in and steal the sheep. But the sheep only know their shepherd's voice. In ancient Israel, you'll see it today when, you're, when you go over Israel, you'll see shepherds and sheep everywhere where they're finding pasture land. They'll stray away from their villages and take the sheep as far away as they can find grazing land. And the shepherds stay with them 24 hours a day. They never leave their sheep. The sheep understand the voice, the call of the shepherd, 
Every shepherd has not only a unique voice, but they also have a unique call. And so these true shepherds are identified by their sheep. And Jesus is saying, even if somebody tried to come in to these sheep pen, these sheep folds are spotted all over the land of Israel. But what they are, they're walls on four sides built out of stone. And oftentimes at the top of the stone wall are thickets or some kinds of plants with thorns on them to deter any animal or individual from coming in to the sheepfold. The door is completely open. The sheep of all shepherds go in there and spend the evening. The shepherd will lay across the open doorway so that the sheep literally have to go through him to get out or come in. So he is saying that I am the true shepherd. You're not going to steal the sheep because they don't know your voice. They don't know your call. In fact, they're going to run the other way. The true shepherd. Well, Jesus also said, I am the true gate. Verse 7 and following, I tell you the truth, I am the gate. Not a gate, but the gate for the sheep. I am the door by me if any man shall enter in. He shall be saved and shall go in and out. You see, there was always a watchman around that pen. And the thieves and the robbers would never come through the gate that was being guarded by the shepherd. They would try to slip over the back wall or the side wall. They would try to come in to steal a sheep if they wanted to. Those were the thieves and robbers. Jesus said, I am the way. There are so many voices in the world today that are leading sheep astray. In the world, there has never been more persecution of Christians than there is today in the 21st century. You see, even in India, and I've been to India a few times, uh, teaching their pastors, and what great response that we've always had. And yet, because you've got a prime minister who has been re-elected, who wants the national religion to be Hinduism, There, on Islam or Christianity, there is a tremendous amount of uh, impact on this particular uh, plan by the Prime Minister. There's starting to be more and more persecution by Hindus on Christians. Same thing with, with Muslim countries, same thing with Buddhist countries, and so on and so forth. There are a lot of people that claim to be a way And there are even people in literature today that are trying to say there are all roads that lead to heaven. There are many gates, many doors, many ways. Interestingly enough, in Hinduism, they they believe that any way that you desire to get to heaven, to their God, is acceptable. Just be faithful in it. Be consistent. Well, not true, according to Jesus. I am the gate, I am not a way, I am not a door, I am the door. By me, if any man shall enter in, he shall be saved. Now, that's a, the word saved is a word that we don't see a lot because we've gotten to be a lot more sophisticated in our churches today. Jesus used it. I think it's a good word. It is that, that word that, that literally means 
you know, I am, this word for saving just simply means that I am the one that completely redeems, ultimately delivers safe and sound. So these thieves and robbers would never enter the gate guarded by the true shepherd. And since Jesus is the true gate, it's possible that sheep from other flocks can enter in. In those days, several shepherds would have different flocks that would come in and they would intermingle with one another in these sheepfolds, these sheep pens. And in the next day, at the dawn of the next day, the shepherds would come and simply use their unique calls to call their own sheep out of the herd and other shepherds would do the same thing. But there, Jesus is saying, there are others. This blind man was in the Israelite flock. He was one that had been trying to observe Jewish law. There are those that came out of Judaism into the flock known as Jesus' flock. There are those that are coming out of other flocks as well, whether it be Islam, whether it be Buddhism, whether it be Hinduism, whatever the case might be. These Jesus is calling out of other flocks to come in to His flock those who trust and believe in Him and follow Him by faith. So there they are. Now, the interesting thing is, is that Jesus not only leads them out of their flock, but He leads them into His flock because He is the gate, the gate. Now, He says in verse 10-9, He says, I am the only true gate. The thief comes in to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. You see, there are so many voices that want to come in to the flock any other way they possibly can. They want to take a shortcut. Maybe we just climb over the back wall. It's a lot easier than going through Jesus. I've got a better way, they would tell you. I've got a different way, a different route, a different philosophy, a different theology. I've got a different approach to these things. Don't worry about that one way. I have a better way. And those voices are simply thieves and robbers who come in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You can't go over the back wall, folks. You want to get to to heaven, you want to get to God the Father, there's only one way and it's through Jesus Christ. He is the only gate, the only door, the only entrance into the presence of God. He is it. There's no other options. Try all you will to philosophize about it, to try to bring in some kind of secular viewpoint, to try to bring in some progressive attitude that, that just kind of waters down the gospel message, there is only one way. It's not my opinion. It is the opinion of the only begotten Son of God, Jesus. Amen. He said, I am the gate by me. He didn't say you can slink, slink over the wall if you so desire, just the opposite. You can't come in through any other way, through any other thing, through any other process or purpose. It's only through Jesus Christ. So why would I proclaim anyone else? Well, those who enter through Him will be saved. And the Bible says, and they will go in and out. This, in, in Jewish mindset, 
This was the picture of security and safety. To be able to go in and out of the pen without any fear of, of a threat to your security, without any fear of war or, or hostility outside that pen. It's just that image of tranquility, security. It is that. And so here he is. He said, this is who I am. And you go in and out. Jesus is not only the true shepherd, the true gate, but He is the true life. He said in John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. And who do you think that thief is behind all of this but Satan? Woody mentioned uh, in his prayer about California, or Texas, excuse me, in Ohio. And you know, we wake up shocked every day, seems like over some other news. But who is it that comes in to steal, to kill, to destroy, to rob, to, to take away your joy, to take away your peace, to take away your tranquility? Who is that? Ultimately, it's the adversary, Satan. That's what he exists for. All he can do is bring chaos and confusion into the children of God. But Jesus says, I am the gate. You want to know inner peace? You want to know tranquility? You want to know a stress-free life? Trust me. Enter into life through me. And I will grant you just that. You see, these false shepherds, Luke 16 says, were covetous. Uh, Mark 12 says that they took advantage of, of poor widows. They turned God's temple into a den of thieves. They plotted to kill Jesus so that Rome would not take away their privileges. And yet, these false shepherds exploited the sheep. The true shepherd, Jesus Christ, came to save the sheep and to give them that life abundant and eternal. Wow. Why would you go anywhere else for answers? I don't understand it. When I see Jesus, I, I see the, the way, the truth, and the life, the ultimate answer to any question that I might have, the ultimate source of peace to any disturbance that may be in my heart and soul. I see Jesus as not only the door to salvation, but the only door, the only pathway to the Father. And He's the Creator of all. And He has prepared that place for you and me that only through Jesus Christ can we enjoy. Why would you go anywhere else? Well, you're here this morning and maybe you're struggling with it. This, When Jesus said, I came to give you life abundant or life only to have it to the full, the Greek word on that is that it is a superabundance of a thing. A superabundance. You can't live a life more complete than you can in Jesus Christ. You can't have the fullness and the abundance. Am I talking about money? There are things that are far greater than finances. And it is not only your peace of mind, it is the assurance that God loves you as much as He has ever loved anyone else who has ever walked the face of this earth. 
God will never love you more tomorrow than He does today and that God has a plan for your life. What could be greater than that? I don't know of anything. It causes me to wake up early in the morning with a spring in my step and a joy in my heart because I know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I know He has already prepared a way for me. And I know He is already preceding me in today's activities. So, what stress do I have? None. Really. Because I have that life full and abundant. So you're sitting here and you're looking at this and you've got so many voices. They try to come in, destroy you, deter you from the path, keep you out of the Father's will. Anytime you hear somebody say, I have something that's equal or greater, run. Because that's a false shepherd. Call them out. I am the gate, Jesus said. No other shepherd can make that statement. I am the gate. I am the true gate. I am the only way into this fold that will ultimately find its way eternally to the Father. It is only the fold that follows Jesus. It is only the flock that hears His voice and answers Him because we know Him. The sheep know their shepherd. The shepherd calls out his sheep. You and I have been called out in this society, in this culture, at this time to follow Him in faithfulness and obedience. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Have you ever placed your trust and faith in Him as your Savior? If not, today is your opportunity to do just that, to trust in Him. Maybe you're struggling with church membership. It's time. It's time to claim that Jesus is the gate. He's the gateway to what I am seeking. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and He delights in His way. So you take that first step in the aisle. Jesus will take the rest with you. Come to Jesus. All of us, whether we trust Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, whether we follow Him faithfully in baptism, whether we uh, unite with His church, whether we are in a spirit of rededication, whatever the case might be, this invitation is given as an offering to you. Let's pray. Our most gracious Father, we just praise You for this day. Thank you, Lord God, for being with us today. Thank you for coming and and stirring our hearts, Lord Jesus, that we might, through faith, find you and and be faithful in so doing. So thank you, Lord God. May we honor and glorify you above all things. May you be praised through the decisions that are being made as we speak. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're accomplishing here. For it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.